everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. And I'd like to welcome you to day 12 of 30 days to a better compliance program. Today, I'm going to talk about creating a culture of data for your compliance function within your organization. Then when it comes to data, many compliance officers think about um, using data in a monitoring sense, but in the internal audit, deep dive monitoring sense. And she really says that uh, you need to um, look at more than individual data because you need to look at what a population of people are doing. And I thought about that a lot because I think that's a really interesting insight for the compliance practitioner on how you would take some, uh, take aggregate data to see if you can get trends. Certainly if you need to look at the data that one employee puts together, um, uh, or puts uh, has regarding one transaction, that could could be a little bit more of an individual look, but really tr try to use the data to, to look at trends. Uh, she also noted that more transparency, um, um, the more transparency there is, the less liability you're going to have uh, uh, going forward. So um, what she really meant by this is... Um, how many times have you heard, if, uh, if we look, we might find something as a compliance officer? We don't want you to audit our third parties. We don't want you looking at that. And so the more transparency you have, um, really the less um, liability you would have going forward. And finally, she said that the democratization of data has allowed organizations to become more data-oriented in decision-making. And I found this to be an, a, a very key insight. Because the more information you can put in front of people, uh, typically the better their decision is going to be. And the more data you can put in front of them, the more it gives you the ability to come to at least a quantitative approach to how to do business. And in the compliance world, think about that in terms of risk. If you can present information to the business unit folks that here are the risks and here is the risk management techniques that we have to engage in um, to manage that risk, and we have those risk management techniques available, well, uh, that's the same reason you have brakes on your car. You don't have, uh, you have brakes so you can drive fast. So um, if you have quantified uh, your risk through a data analysis and you put risk management uh, protections around that, then you can move forward. So if you're going to move into a new geographic area, if you're going to move into a new product area, if you're going to move into a new service area, 
if you're going to compete up against uh, someone that's run into problems. All of that information can be used and uh, to for the compliance officer to develop a solution. So um, give the information to your employees. Uh, give the data to your employees. Allow them to be a part of that decision-making. Do not hoard your data. Um, utilize uh, the risk factors that you may have come up with because it will improve the quality of your decision, but it will also allow you to bring a more robust compliance analysis into the fabric of your uh, organization, your business processes, and your decision-making calculus moving forward. The first was you should work to create a culture of data in your compliance program. And for a lawyer or someone who comes to the compliance profession who is not from uh, finance, internal audit, accounting, or a numbers guy or girl or lady, I should say, um, this was a very, very uh, key insight. How can you create a culture of using data? Think about in the sports world where you have um, data analytics in baseball now and football and basketball. What what was the uh, reaction to that initially? How about Moneyball with Billy Bean out in uh, Oakland? Uh, and how much resistance did... Um, the manager give him, if you recall the movie, Art Howe, former Houston Astros, so someone near and dear to my heart, hit a home run that uh, knocked the Dodgers out of a playoff one time. So, uh, but you've got to create a culture of data. Uh, this comes from understanding that data is a product. It's one you can consume internally for your compliance function. Um, your data is your corporate asset, so why shouldn't you use it? Um, Scott Lane uh, often says it's your data, so why not use it? The key, the key point to recognize is that it's a product that you and the compliance function can consume going forward. Um, this data is not really not scary if you um, deliver compliance analytics in a manner that's timely within your company's decision. So what are your three key takeaways from the culture of data? The first is that data is a product. And as a product, that means it's consumable. So as a compliance practitioner, I would urge you to consume the data that is available to you from your corporation. Second is, look at aggregate data to determine trends. Trends can uh, help you not only prevent an issue becoming a violation, but can actually allow you to prescribe issues before they rise to a this is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to Day 12 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. If you'd like more information on this topic, please check out my book, Doing Compliance, which is available at Compliance Week on their website. If you have listened to this podcast via iTunes, I hope you will rate this podcast. It will definitely help our rankings. If you have any questions on this episode or any of my other 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program, please shoot me an email at tfoxlaw.com. I hope you will uh, tune in tomorrow for day 13 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.